0: Right. Would you like to uh, count us down?
1: In
2: five, four, three, two. (laughs)
1: Let's
0: go, Steven. Dude, there's a creepy clown in the video. Let's go, Steven. Oh, I didn't know there were some more. It's three creepy adults singing. Oh, this one lady's really getting it. I
2: hear her. (laughs) The ad lives. kind of ugly.
0: <laughs> that song is dedicated to uh, to all the ladies out there listening to Oh my god. San- <laughs> you know what happens in Santa Mira? The, the when the moon comes up. Tom Atkins is out there sucking on nipples.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> it doesn't really work out because I'm a married man and yeah. And <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to episode one hundred and two of Santa Mira After Dark. Jeremy. I'm Steven. And uh what are we discussing today on this fine program?
2: We're discussing the newly released Skinema
0: Yes, if you couldn't tell by the the opening song. Uh, Skinner Marink is uh, directed by, written by Kyle Edward Ball, who uh, mm-hmm. I guess found his um, style going through. Like, he he used to make YouTube videos, short films, like short two to three minute films, I guess. The same same style as Skinner Marink. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like this very unique style of. I mean,. How would you even describe this style?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's very different.
0: It's like don't you? You don't really see the actors' faces. You kind of it. It's almost like the fly on the wall approach. I've heard people say where
2: mm-hmm. it's
0: like you'll be looking at like the floorboard or something or the wall, but you'll hear the characters talking and kind of. With the situation at hand. Yeah. And, um yeah, it's it's such a unique style, and I, I I guess the only way to kind of uh get the full experience would be to watch the film. But um Yeah. Um I guess we can also kind of talk about his uh Edward Ball short film Heck, which is mm-hmm. uh spiritual successor to Skinner Marink, I guess, because it's Kind of the same style, kind of the same situation going on, just, uh, you know, a lot, yeah, yeah, m- much darker, um, which I thought was weird because, um, I don't know, we'll, we'll get into it, but I thought that uh, when I saw Skinamarink, I thought that this movie would be better as a short film Then I saw Heck. Is a short film that's 29 minutes long and it's not as good as Skinner Rink, so I, I don't know. Yeah, um, so, uh, like I said, uh, Skinner Rink is directed by L. Edward Ball, stars Jamie Hill, Lucas Paul, Ross Paul, and Dolly Rose, uh, something I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to say her last name, but she plays Kaylee, um, okay, and of the movie, we we were just focusing on the the two kids, Kevin and Haley, and um, so, I mean, I guess before we get into our thoughts, uh, would you like to give, like, a brief description of Skin and to the best of your ability?
2: Yeah. So we pretty much, these children wake up in the middle of the night, and they are trapped in this house their parents are gone and all of the doors and windows are gone too so there's no escape and there's something inside the house with them that they can't see
0: yes uh something or someone i guess yeah but but yeah um i mean i guess that's probably the best way to describe it and um yeah i mean i mean that seems like a a basic plot in theory but mm-hmm we said the way it, this movie goes about showing this plot is um you know, totally unique and totally insane and it comes across as feeling like i, I guess a legit nightmare and yeah, yeah there there are um different, different theories as to what exactly is going on which we'll, we'll also get into later on but um First we'll give some uh spoiler free thoughts. Um we'll and then we'll get into the spoiler discussion on this movie. Um I do highly recommend everybody goes to see it cuz it does feel like everyone is taking like front this movie. Um Even mm-hmm. the director came out and said like um you might not like the movie but you probably uh will have trouble sleeping the night you go to see it which i also don't know is entirely true with everybody obviously but i mean i i for, for me personally it definitely is unsettling i guess would be uh-huh. proper, the proper way to describe it and a lot of the shots are from like the point of view of the children, it seems, and yeah. and that's, you know, almost, like that's what I think kind of leaves you immersed into the movie, and um it makes it all the more effective because I mean you you have movies like uh like like it for example, um where there is a is after children but, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously uh I, I do love uh the 2017 it but it's also like you don't um I see it from the kids point of view because you're watching the kids as opposed to this movie where it feels like you're actually from the point of view of the children mm-hmm. kind of so I, I thought that was a unique take and i guess his um I guess his intention was to kind of deliver what uh, what childhood fear feels like, which I, I feel like they accomplished uh, very well, very well. Um, do you have any thoughts?
2: Well, I think in the movies, one of the scariest movies I've seen.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it's like, no, it, I
2: probably did have trouble sleeping
0: it's uh it, it it's interesting because it's um not like they don't depend on jump scares a lot, and i mean there there are jump scares obviously but it, it's usually yeah. when when something bad happens, so it's not like there's fake jump scares it's
2: mm-hmm.
0: like the, the few times in this movie where there are jump scares, it's like oh things are things are starting to go bad uh so yeah, it's like
2: on well, most it, horror it, movies they will give you a break in between so you can like laugh a little bit too but this one doesn't at all
1: yeah and i mean i guess it
2: there's no break in between all of the horror and despair
0: yeah i I guess it tries to kind of and it probably doesn't try but it shows like these um public domain cartoons which is uh Mm -hmm. opening credits the beginning of the movie say, all the cartoons in this movie are uh, public domain and blah, blah, blah. So they use those to kind of break the tension. But like the way way they're also used is uh, ridiculously unsettling. And
2: I'm like, I chuckled at the cartoon and then I was like, oh, wait, never mind. This isn't funny anymore because it kept looping.
0: Yeah. And And stuff like that. The one cartoon that loops, I think it's a, I think it's a great touch. It, um, mm-hmm. they're, I guess they're watching it on a tape, yeah, and and you can see the quality of, uh, of the cartoon like diminishing because it's constantly on a loop, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a a nice touch to it as well. Um, yeah, um, what were you gonna say?
2: Pretty much the same thing.
0: Oh okay yeah it's um yeah, like the the way they even use like these lighthearted cartoons it's very unsettling and such a um un- unconventional way of telling a story because i mean i've heard people say that there is no beginning middle and end which i i don't agree with at all because obviously there, there is a beginning middle and end you just don't know yeah you just don't know, like, the intentions of what's going on, and you kind of have to, um, come up to come up with these conclusions yourself, which, mm-hmm. which I actually really like, because it's a good conversation piece, and because um, it's like, you take it one way, I take it this way, and then we're having a conversation. So I, I love these movies where you can take um, different... Uh, like, different interpretations of it. Yeah, and uh, I agree. I mean, I guess you could take it as like a straightforward story where it's just these uh, these two... Uh, it's dealing with this uh, demon or entity or whatever it may be. Like, you could take it as that. But then it's like, there's little bits of dialogue where it's like... You could take that, and then it it totally switches the entire story, which I guess we'll get to in the spoiler section in a couple minutes. But mm-hmm. there's, um, it's like little, tiny plot points that kind of, um, you, your imagination run wild with like the different takes on this movie. Like, um, for these characters even live? Is something I've heard people talk about. Like, yeah, this, it is this purgatory? Um, yeah, think things like that, and um, which I guess brings me
2: awful if it was,
0: yeah, and I mean, I guess that brings me to uh, a short film that um, Edward Ball also directed called Heck, Mm -hmm. which um, it's almost like a test run for Skinner Marink, and um, it's much darker and depressing story because it's one child by himself. Yeah. The whole time and like that one it's almost too dark to be enjoyable. Like it's 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 very well done and mm-hmm. I applaud the effort and everything that went into it, but it's just like too dark to be enjoyable for me. Um, yeah. And and like I said earlier like and first saw Skin Marink, I was like, "Yeah, this is uh, this would be much better if it was like short film." <laughs> Keep in mind, like I I love Skin Marink, so I don't think it's bad by any means. But I was like, "No, it's it's a hundred minutes long of these shots. So maybe if we cut it down to like seventy or eighty minutes, we're looking at something that's perfect." Mm-hmm. Then we get Heck, which is the just thirty minutes long, and I. Like that less than I like Skinamarink, so I don't know. It's it's a weird dynamic between the two. I don't know if there's like a happy medium where, <laughs> um, if it was seventy minutes long. It'd be perfect. But
2: yeah, we well we saw it second or two times, and then I even said like in the middle of the movie the second time that's actually a lot faster going than I thought. I don't know yeah. if it's because I knew what was happening so i'm I'm okay with the time or the length of the movie now. the first yeah. time I watched, I thought maybe it was a little too long, but then the second time I was completely fine with it
0: yeah and the the second time we saw it i'm I'm glad we actually saw it twice because there are things that you and pick up a, a second time you uh-huh. like, you're like, oh, so that's actually what's happening, like um. And we'll get into it in the spoiler section, but yeah, there there's some things in here that like you don't you might not catch the first time, and then it's like, oh, this uh, creature is really uh, evil, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's things like, is it really evil or is it helping Kevin? You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, yeah, and I also think it's very impressive that um, this movie was made on fifteen thousand dollars. And as of last weekend, it made like $800,000. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's uh, definitely yeah, a, def-
2: a huge success.
0: Yeah. Um. And I'm very curious to see what Kyle Edward Ball has in the future. And I like that we have like this new wave of uh, horror directors like um, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: Jordan Peele, for example. um can't remember his name off the top of my head, but like the guy who directed Barbarian. Uh, like we have this new wave of or directors. And I was looking up a little bit about Skinner Marink*. for
2: Parker Finn too. Smile.
0: Yeah. Um I guess uh Kyle Edward Ball has um he has two ideas that uh I guess they're like extensions of Skinner but I get maybe when they say extension they mean like from heck to skin and Marinc, where it's like not a sequel, but like the same style, I guess, yeah, like
2: a similar situation, but a different um execution,
0: yeah like like so his two ideas is a take on the Pied Piper legend, and the other one is a story about uh, three strangers who all see. Same house in their dreams. Mm-hmm. So, um.
2: I like both. Says I really he plan- like
0: the idea. It says he plans to write this winter and start shooting by the summer of 2023. So, um. Yeah, and maybe with, um, you know, the success of Skin and Marink, he would have a bigger budget to yeah. do some crazy things. Although.
2: He doesn't really need it.
0: Yeah, the things he accomplished with such a small budget are impressive. Uh, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even like the original Halloween was made with $300,000, and that was in 1978. So you think, like, what this guy is doing with $15,000, it's uh, absolutely ridiculous. But
2: I know, it's like, cheaper than a car.
0: Actually, what Chris Stuckman said,
2: like um, my car was actually five thousand dollars more. That's yeah, <laughs> great.
0: My car costs more than the production of Skinamarink. <laughs> but um, we could jump into the spoiler section and kind of uh, you know, give our thoughts on um what's going on. Uh, one thing I do want to mention before we get into the spoilers is I highly recommend seeing this movie in the theaters if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it leaked on, uh, cause I guess it was going around like, um, film festivals and something happened where one of them got hacked or something and it leaked mm-hmm. and it, it's been around for like two months, but I'm glad I held off and saw it in theater.
2: Yeah. I didn't want to download it. I wanted to actually go to the movies and see it.
0: Yeah. And it it's weird because, um, like the first time we saw it in theaters, it was like a packed movie theater, mm-hmm. and, and one point two people got up and walked out uh, and never came back.
2: And then, yeah, I noticed that too.
0: Then, at another point, at the end of the movie, the guy, this guy behind us, like very loudly, told the audience that this was a waste of time, and which I don't I think is like I, I don't think it was at all, but.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and the second time we went to see it there was uh, just another group in the movie theater with us there were four people in there
2: yeah and... Yeah, us and them and they were like very clearly terrified
0: <laughs> yeah so I th- I think it's effective both ways like whether you be with a packed audience or you know, with hardly anybody but I do recommend seeing it No, you know at a movie theater if you can, because I, I don't know. I have a feeling that this is coming to shutter February 2nd. I think said. Mm-hmm. um, I have a feeling that it's not going to hit the same on streaming as it will like in a dark room where you're kind of immersed with it.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it would be cool to watch at home. Like with all the lights out.
0: I mean, I I don't know because I I feel, yeah. If you immerse yourself in it, I feel like it'll work. But, yeah. Like if you have all the lights on and you have like, you know, loud things going on throughout your house and whatnot, like I don't think it's gonna hit the same. Obviously.
2: Yeah, um, you probably have to watch it at night. Yeah. So that's funny. At the theater, I was like, leave the light on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I I recommend like either checking it out in the theater or if you are gonna wait for Shutter or or whatever, um, I recommend you know turning off all your lights, putting your phone away, yeah, just just immerse yourself in this movie for a hundred minutes and see where it goes. But um, yeah, so you I'm can John. always
2: test out the um test it out with Heck because it's thirty minutes.
1: It's true too. Um yeah.
0: Um I test out your T V and your immersion by watching Heck, but I'm glad I saw Skinem Rank first because yeah. I feel like um I guess the 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 picture was the best way to experience this instead of just the short film first, but Yeah. Um, going back through his YouTube channel was very interesting to see He's kind of practiced this for years, and obviously it paid yeah, off because a lot of people do enjoy this. Yeah, so the, he made like videos based
2: on people's nightmares that were submitted.
0: Okay, I didn't catch that. I, I didn't go through it too much. I only saw a couple of them, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I love these stories of like YouTubers who make short films that kind of just take off and have success. Um,
2: Yeah, I really like this style of horror in general.
0: It's like that... uh, I I guess it's called analog horror, but
2: Mm -hmm.
0: also borrows from, like, liminal space thing, which I guess kind of jumped the shark recently because everybody's doing it, but...
2: It reminds me of, like, creepypasta-type horror.
0: That's a good point, and it, it actually...
2: Because I really like those, like those YouTube channels where they're just telling the stories. Because some yeah. of those stories are scary,
0: and it actually catches like the creepypasta vibe, which I yeah,
2: um,
0: yeah. Like I mean, you look at movies like Slenderman that are based off of creepypastas, but they don't feel like the creepypasta at all. Yeah, like those, yeah, those early, yeah. Uh, <laughs> those early Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man. Slender Man. Uh <laughs> those early Slender Man um creepy pastas and like the rake and things like that are actually terrifying, but then
2: mm-hmm. you see the then, movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's uh jump into the spoiler section and um yeah, we'll give some theories and kind of question what exactly we saw, give our take on it. Yeah
1: up the safe
0: bitches got a lot to say. <laughs> shout out to shout out to uh, Iggy Azalea for uh making um dollars on OnlyFans her first day on there. Oh yeah. So- I heard about that. Yeah. um yeah so what are some things about skin and you would like to uh, share some theories on
2: well, there's a, a lot to talk about. Yes. I know we, we're, um, a lot of people have different theories on like what exactly is happening and why they're in that situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the first one we could talk about would be, um, so like 10 minutes into the movie or so, uh, th- there's like, I guess the kids are playing on the steps. And we hear uh like a loud bang, and then we hear one of the kids crying. We find out that um find out through the father I guess calling the mother on the phone or something
1: mm-hmm. find out
0: we find out that Kevin uh fell down the steps and he hit his head, and I guess they say he only needed stitches or he doesn't even need stitches.
2: he doesn't even need stitches
0: okay but yeah it, it i. Guess according to the father, this uh fall wasn't that bad. So
1: Yeah, I guess, apparently.
0: Guess you could take it a couple different ways from there where it's like I, I don't know, I like I I kinda thought the father might be abusive and pushed kid down the steps that led to the like him uh being in like this omatose state and mm-hmm. this is like entire movie from here on out is a a dream inside of his coma yeah um did you did you get anything like that
2: kind of yeah but Cause... i noticed when he was playing or when he was by the steps he's sleepwalking he's already talking to something oh, okay Cause he's okay, like counting to three. It's almost like they're playing hide and seek or something.
0: Okay, I thought that was that was him and the sister playing hide and seek. I didn't know he Or was it
2: could sleep- be. Cause I thought he was sleepwalking. Cause I know Kaylee said that Told the dad that he was sleepwalking.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean that's possible. It could also be a thing where it it was Evan and Kaylee playing hide and seek and he fell Jesus down the stairs.
2: And he and she just like changes the story.
0: Yeah, because she thought she was going to get sleepwalk. in trouble. Yeah, yeah, she thought she was going to get in trouble, so she made up this lie.
2: Or she's playing was. with her sleepwalking brother, which is strange.
0: Yeah, that's also strange because I'd be scared. <laughs> yeah,
2: or he's playing with something we don't see.
0: Yeah, I've never seen anybody sleepwalk, but I don't. I don't know. That's a it's a, a scary thing, and I would not be. Playing hide and seek with someone who's sleepwalking. Um,
2: yeah, I kind of almost saw someone sleepwalking.
0: I I, I
1: never had the privilege, <laughs> but um,
0: yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's
2: it's like it's creepy.
0: Yeah, but um, but yeah, his, uh, like I said, his father says he fell, so he's calling the mother, and I guess maybe the fact that the mother wasn't. At the house, like that could play into the theory of the father being abusive and it's kind of knocked the kid down the steps. Um, yeah, I also That's heard that...
2: thing we we can discuss a little bit later too is the mother.
0: She is only in the movie once on the phone call, isn't she?
2: The phone call, and then in the bedroom.
0: Oh. Yeah, I have that in my notes that about the the mother in the bedroom. That's a that's something that I, I do want to talk about because I don't quite understand uh, that entire scene. So yeah, we'll talk about that too. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and I I have heard people say that um, uh father might have even pushed Kaylee down the stairs too, and that's where we're at. I also heard people say that like this is a purgatory thing and that Kevin actually died when he fell down the steps. Mm -hmm. Like I said, there's many different ways you could take it. It's kind of just up for interpretation, but I, I think the whole falling down the steps thing was intentional and it does mean something. Yeah. If it's in in anything, it wouldn't be as prominent in the movie. So do you think this is this whole situation is either caused by, or a result of this uh, creature being in the house, like, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like I think it's either creature's responsibility or the creature is there because of, this, because of the fall down steps. But um, yeah. And in the short film Heck that that kind of plays <laughs> that that kind of plays into the little boy uh actually being in hell. And yeah. That, that's why it's it's you know it's 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 called heck. But um
2: that one is is scary to me too. Cuz yeah, that's like one of the worst um or scariest interpretations of the afterlife.
0: Yeah, I, I agree and because like you know, thinking... a lot of times when you're
2: when you're out somewhere or something, or if you're like in the stress, you're like, oh, I just want to go home. And this kind of takes it like, oh well, you're you're home, but the place you think is comforting is not, and you can't leave ever again.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, that it it's uh it's a it's a unique and disturbing take on the afterlife, especially like Yeah. The... Especially like at the one point in the movie, the kid is like, uh, I, like he's trying to uh, to like reason with his mother to to get her to come back, and he like cleans up his his toys and everything.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. and well, he um, starts colored on the carpet.
0: Yeah, they're kind of like, oh, hey, I'm I'm doing something bad. Come come yell at me. Um, yeah, it's kind of like Home Alone, where um, <laughs> um, Macaulay Culkin is like. Like, oh, I'm—I forget what he's doing, but he says I'm—I'm I'm doing something. You better come get me.
2: Yeah, just
0: to like try to to, <laughs> to to plead with somebody to also be home with him. Um, I also don't think it's a coincidence that the character in Skinnerbrink is named Kevin either. I think it was done intentional because of Home Alone. Yeah, but um, yeah, like in in, in Heck, the kid says something like, "I'm sorry, I got cancer." but I'm all better now. And it's like, that just kind of adds like another layer of this thing just being ridiculously dark. Because then I guess at the end of the movie, it's heavily implied that this child is in hell. So it's like, this kid had cancer and died, and now he's in hell. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just like, I don't know. It, it, oh, that it...
2: ending is terrifying to me. Uh, which part? He says, I think we're in hell.
0: And it's like like the... his,
2: his voice kind of warps, too. Like, yeah. he doesn't really have a kid voice anymore. Because he's been there 50-some years.
0: That's another thing, too. Because in Skin of Merink, it says that 572 days have passed. And... Yeah. Then in in heck, it's like I don't know fifty thousand days have passed or whatever it is. It, it kind of jumps the shark a little bit, but it it implies that this kid has been here for fifty years. Yeah, and it's like when when you're in hell, like do you age? Because like you said, his voice does get like warp a little bit. So like maybe he's it's because he's older. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also horrifying if you would. You know, be in hell as a child. Fifty years pass, and you're still the same, and you like you're not aware you're in hell, and like you don't know why you're not aging. Yeah, and that might play into like the purgatory thing. Um. And speaking of the five hundred seventy seventy-two days pass, I. There, There's another theory that, like, this plays into the, the coma theory that, that Kevin mm. is in a, a coma, and this is what's happening. And it's... It, it, I, I guess 572 days would imply that, like, this is the amount of time he has been in a coma, is in a coma. And then, like, the scene at the end kind of... I guess if we're discussing nightmares, I guess that might play into like sleep paralysis nightmares
2: Mhm um Ugh. <laughs> that's one of my scare, one of my biggest fears. I've never experienced it thankfully
0: yeah, I haven't either, but i'm <laughs> I don't know for some reason when I was younger, I felt like that would be a much more uh like a much bigger threat in my life than it has been so <laughs> i'm th- i'm thankful yeah. I'm thankful that it's not. Doesn't pose a threat to me, but yeah that that stuff is terrifying. Um, you actually this this is off topic from the movie, but do you think those are actually like demons that come visit you, try to possess um, you?
2: It's weird because a lot of times with the sleep paralysis cases, they have like people see the same exact thing.
0: Okay, yeah, interesting
2: like people see an old lady or something or yeah and it's like they see this black figure and it's like the same black figure that everybody sees so it is interesting like yeah, you... a lot of people seem to go to the same stuff
0: you mentioned that but um i i was thinking the face at the end of skinamarink reminded me of this uh face that people apparently always see in their dreams so when when you get a chance, okay. look look up this face like Google, it's like it's like have you seen this man? And it's this like very terrifying uh person that people see in their dreams.
2: Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about.
0: Like for some reason that face kind of face at the end kind of reminded me of that face. And I don't know if that was intentional or if that's just No, me. that
2: that face at the end is is very terrifying. Yeah. And, and it's it is, there for, like, almost an uncomfortable amount of time.
0: hmm And that's, like, something this movie does well, where it's, like, you expect a jump scare. Like, you expect something to be revealed, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. And, I mean, that kind of, uh, I guess that kind of brings us into the point with, uh, uh, Kevin and Kaylee's mother in the bedroom and their father. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, there's... she's so
2: terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's probably my favorite scene in the movie. But it, it does the same thing they do at the end of the movie where it's like, look under the bed, then Kaylee looks under the bed, and you expect something, like, you just see black, and you expect, mm-hmm. you expect something to jump out and terrify you, but it never comes. Yeah. And it's like, at tense moment where you're waiting for something to happen is almost scarier than, like, if a demon were to pop out or something. Yeah. Um, it just lingers on it so long where, like, the face at the end end under the bed, it lingers on it so long and you're expecting something to come out and it just never happens.
2: Yeah, it's like, like you're, like, almost pleading for the scene to end.
0: Yeah, that's... Exactly how I was the first time I saw the scene with the bed. I'm like, like, all right, I know something's coming. So can we just get, can we just end <laughs> it? <laughs> let's just. I let's just felt let... that way
2: both times.
0: Yeah, yeah you're right. Because even the jump scares, like ones that actually do happen, and you know they're coming. It's like, all right, let's just I know it's coming. Let's just get it over with.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But um, now yeah, the, the mother
2: is an interesting topic because. One of uh, Kaylee didn't want to talk about her mom.
1: Well, yeah, you're right.
2: When Kevin. she was brought up in conversation, because Kevin was like, maybe dad's with mom. And then she said, I don't want to talk about mom. And that's kind of all we get about that. Like, I don't know if she, if the mother's dead.
0: That's that's definitely possible, but and I mean, she doesn't want to
2: talk about her, or maybe I don't think she so. just has an strange relationship with her.
0: I don't think so because the father does call the mother earlier on, but then on the other hand, you can't really lie on the movie to give accurate <laughs> interpretations on what's happening. Yeah,
2: because he could have so, called his mom, maybe.
0: Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Um. The same actress is credited as the mother, though, because there's only four actors yeah. credited. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's entirely possible. Who knows? But um. Yeah, and I I guess. I mean, there's also a theory I read online, and this is kind of ruining the segment I had at the end where I wanted to talk about all the theories <laughs> the people the people had. I'm kind of just sprinkling them throughout. But um, there's a theory I read on Reddit where it's um uh the mother was like um divorcing the father or something which uh-huh. i mean they they don't imply that at all in the movie it's just kind of like thoughts but the idea would be that the father uh killed two kids and himself because the blood shot on the cabinet later on in the movie yeah looks looks like uh looks like a, a a gunshot so like maybe he shot himself and that's
1: Mm-hmm.
0: what happened um that's an interesting one, yeah, and I mean that one's kind of it's it's interesting in theory, but like when you look at the evidence that the movie provides doesn't really give you much to go off of that yeah but yeah, I mean, like like I said earlier, this movie is definitely up for interpretation, so I mean you could take the smallest thing from this movie and it'll. Totally changed the way you look at it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that might that might explain why Haley doesn't want to talk about her mother, because it's like she's she's divorcing dad. You know, that's,
1: that's yeah, that I'd, could be
0: yeah. But um, yeah. So let's talk about the bedroom scene and what this means, because I didn't quite understand. Like how this scene ends, you know what I mean?
2: Mm hmm. I also don't know why the parents appeared briefly.
0: I mean, I think it might be as simple as a preacher saying that I can do anything.
2: Yeah. Cause he actually does literally say that later.
0: Yeah. It's like maybe he's just like, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with these kids and just you nope, know, here's their parents. But yeah, so uh, Kaylee goes into the bedroom. I think she's called up there, isn't she? Yeah. the creature is like, Kaylee, come upstairs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, that's another reason why I think the creature was involved in this, obviously, because um, Kaylee's mother is also telling Kaylee the same thing that the creature told her. Like, you can go downstairs now. But, um, yeah, so... Um, her father is sitting on the side of the bed and tells her, look under the bed and like I said, that scene is absolutely terrifying.
2: Very terrifying.
0: There's there's nothing there, like nothing happens. And then she looks again and still nothing happens and then she looks back up and the father's gone and then the mother is sitting on the opposite side of the bed. And
2: once the mom appears, you just get like this complete sense of dread.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, like I don't know if that was intentional or not. But um yeah, it's um the mother's sitting on the on the bed and she um she says there's something in the closet. Yeah. And she she tells Kaylee to close her eyes and then when she opens them the mother's gone and then she um goes into like i, I guess the the mother went into the closet mhm and like this is what i didn't quite oh. understand cuz she says that something else is in the closet with her but then it's like there's just like this very loud noise and a light and then a hand reaches out so i didn't mm-hmm. quite didn't quite know what that meant and then it just cuts to like a different time so
2: yeah yeah. it's like you hear like cracking in the closet too
0: oh yeah because that's when I said she was getting railed in the closet (laughs) (laughs) it was like that that creature's uh, pounding her in the closet but um
2: is that how that sounds
0: (laughs) it's like it's like bones cracking um yeah, I, I don't, I didn't quite know how to take this, so have any theories on why the, the room just erupts in light and, and noise and it just cuts?
2: I thought maybe she, like, just fainted or
1: something.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I don't fear.
1: know.
0: Yeah, I don't know, because there was a hand that comes out, so I didn't know if this was, like, creature was emerging. Maybe Catelyn yeah. saw it for the first time, but they didn't want us to see it.
2: Yeah, that could be, too.
0: But I don't know, because it cuts to whatever the next scene is, and then Kaylee's just in the living room again with her brother, and it's like, they don't talk about what just happened.
2: Yeah. He asks her, but she doesn't say anything.
0: Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know. I Like, when I first saw it, I thought this might be, like, a possession scene. Now mm-hmm. she's taken over by this entity. But It also doesn't do anything like that, because it plays into, like, later on, the creature, whatever it is, is still talking to Kaylee. And, yeah, that doesn't really do anything either. So, I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't quite know what that scene meant, but...
2: um, Yeah, I didn't really know either. I was just thinking maybe she fainted, or it just wanted to cut that way, so we didn't need to see any more of what she saw.
1: Yeah, maybe. Because it's almost
2: like she's traumatized and won't tell her brother what she saw.
0: Yeah, um, I, I don't know, but um, and that also like contradicts the idea of like uh, having fallen down the steps and being in hell and being in a coma because we yeah, see from her point of view, so, like, yeah. if if we just saw it from his point of view, then I think it could play into more of the coma theory. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, unless you no, know, the theory about the father killing them both is true, and they're both stuck here.
2: Yeah. And, you
0: know, who really knows, but, um, but yeah, so what else maybe, do you want to talk about?
2: Maybe they're ghosts, and this is our point of view of seeing ghosts stuck on Earth.
0: Yeah, that would be, that'd be interesting. Like, yeah, like a purgatory thing, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh. You have anything else you want to talk about?
1: Um. Yeah, there's still. <clears throat> obviously, we're like... not done. obviously we're not done, but. Um, Yeah, what else do you have?
2: Well, I don't want to talk about the end yet, but it's the first thing that came to mind. But we Um, see this... Hey, go ahead. You know, we see the face at the end, and it's asking, like, what's your name? Yeah. Um, Some people are saying that that was Kevin asking, asking it what its name was. And then some people are saying that, well, actually just saw this theory last night that that's the creature asking like the viewer like through the screen what's your name
0: okay yeah I, I just took it as Kevin asking the creature what his name was
2: that's what I thought too like, Yeah, that's... the last thing this movie needs is fourth wall breaking because I don't want it it's already scary enough <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean that would that that'd be interesting. I don't um, I don't quite um. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's them breaking the fourth wall. I think, obviously, it's possible, and you could take it however you want. Yeah. Yeah. I just assumed this was Kevin's point of view, and he wants to know what this creature is, and then
1: mm-hmm.
0: like maybe it's like. I don't know, like this creature is about to take Kevin or whatever it is, and then he just moves on to whoever's next.
2: Because it's almost like it plays a different approach with each kid. Because with Kaylee, it more so tries to get her to listen to him by fear. Yeah, And then and- with Kevin, it takes like a different approach, kind of.
0: Yeah, it's like a more friendly approach with Kevin.
2: Yeah. Like you obviously know it's hostile, but he's trying to be like more gentle with him, I guess.
0: Maybe he sees him as an ally.
2: Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, I don't know. And
2: I mean it does make him stab himself in the eye.
0: Well maybe it's just because Kevin is (laughs) it. Heaven is more obedient than Kaylee was. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's that terrifying scene where um, Kaylee is summoned into the basement and she's asked, um, I don't know, she's, like, asking for her parents or whatever. And it, like, like we hear Kaylee say that she feels weird or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She feels sick and it cuts to her, like, sitting Indian-style on the floor. And then there's this, like, really loud jump scare of just Kaylee without a mouth. And mm-hmm. It's like, she, like, later on it's revealed that obviously she wasn't listening, so the creature took her mouth. So, I think that might have been a test to see if Kevin is obedient. So yeah, what, Once it's just Kevin, that's, like, um, the first thing that he has kevin do is uh put the knife in your eye and then he does and i didn't really notice it the first time because it's almost like sensory overload where there's just too much going on
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i didn't notice that he was crying after he put the knife in his eye like i i didn't Um, realize i didn't realize that's what was going on so it's like the thing is it's doing this as a test, and then it sees that Kevin is obedient, so it's like, "Yeah, we'll. Uh, I'll be nicer to you, and I'll show you all the things that I can, I can do." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that's what that was, and then, like I said, I think the end of the movie is just Kevin wanting to know what the creature's name is to kind of understand what's going on a little bit more because he seems to be the only one that's asking questions. Yeah, and it's like he just wants to kind of know what this thing is. Like he wants to know how it's able to, you know, change the phone into different things, and then yeah, because
2: agree- he called nine one one, and he actually was able to get through to somebody, but the phone like switches from. Like a real phone to that toy phone that we see a couple times.
0: The the iconic, (laughs) the iconic toy phone.
2: Yeah. And then he was like, oh, you did that. And then this creature's like laughing.
0: Yeah, like taunting. Yeah. And that's another thing I didn't catch the first time. Like yesterday when we saw it, I looked over to you and I was like, creature just did that to the phone. Yeah, I
2: didn't realize either.
0: (laughs) They actually foreshadow that very early on in the movie, because they try to call 911 early, and they can't call anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like an hour later, um, the phone actually works, and they're able to... or Kevin is able to call 911, and he's telling him that um, he cut himself with a knife or whatever, and he feels sick. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and it um cuts to that toy phone and it's like a loud jump scare and it's like which which you actually bought that toy on Amazon.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I, I saw a few people who were buying it because of the movie. It's like a horror collection now.
0: Okay. I, I'm I'm waiting for those reviews on Amazon to come in and start talking about um phone turning into things or giving them an evil look. But, I don't uh, like that. Did you use it yet?
2: No. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm not
2: a fan. I'm not a fan of the phone. It's sitting okay. there, sitting there with Chucky, but I don't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just, just taunting you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. What, what was I saying? Oh, the 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 phone turns into the toy phone, and yeah, that's become like a probably one of the most memorable scenes in the movie next to the bedroom scene because yeah. um, I don't know I feel like everybody has either had that phone or has seen that phone before so I think that's why it's so uh, so memorable.
2: The sense of familiarity that the movie has to makes it scary because there's just objects you remember having as a kid like you know we've all had that nightlight that gets messed around with
0: yeah yeah, that that nightlight, um, it, it it's so subtle, and it gets uh, knocked out of the wall once. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess that's like the first hint that something is going on. Uh, yeah. Other other than like the doors and the windows are gone, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like the first hint that you get that something is here and it's it's messing with these two kids. Um. But yeah. The, um, yeah.
2: We've all had that nightlight, like we have, we've all had Legos and that phone is familiar.
0: Yeah. And, and even like just sitting there uh, watching cartoons like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously they used public domain cartoons to avoid uh, paying for, <laughs> for anything yeah. else. Cause the budget was low, but. Um... Cause you're
2: in 1995. I mean, I was only one, so I don't really remember what I watched, but <laughs> when I was a kid, when <laughs> I was like four I would remember like Looney Tunes and Barney and stuff. Yeah. And this yeah. is like as close to Looney Tunes as you can get, really.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, which is something else I want to talk about. Because there is that scene where um I think it's after Kaylee gets her mouth taken. And is, is this is this is that where it's at where the cartoon goes on a loop?
2: It was right around that time.
0: I can't remember if she's there or if she's not, but...
2: I think she was in the basement for a while. Because yeah. we kind of just get Kevin. Or is this yeah. like after it tells Kevin to go to sleep and the juice box gets dropped?
0: I think it's around here, which is after Kaylee gets her mouth taken, because this is when it starts focusing on Kevin. So yeah, I think... Because this is kind of
2: like the... Entity watching TV. Yeah, at this and,
0: part, and it's it it's such a g- interesting use of these cartoons because it's like this creepy uh rabbit thing, and like if you just watch the cartoon as is, it's not creepy, but when you put it in this situation, it's like a, a rabbit. Um, it's it's almost like a knockoff Bugs Bunny thing where mm-hmm. it's like cartoons playing pranks on each other. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's, this, it's this rabbit that's able to like, uh, Tom and sh- like, make yeah something like that. Like it's it's this rabbit's able to make itself disappear, and mm-hmm. it's like just that on a loop. And it's this very unsettling, like sound. Once, once it um, w- once it keeps getting re- replayed on a loop, it's a very unsettling sound. For,
2: yeah, you
0: no, know, absolutely no reason. But then, and once
2: he sees this scene, he's going. He used it the rest of the movie. He's like, "Oh, I like this."
0: Yeah, you hear it in the background later on in the movie, mm-hmm. a half hour later. Um, yeah. Um, I I don't know because there's there's a part where the rabbit there's like a uh, no, it's like a stuffed animal or something. There's oh yeah, that
2: snake sh- or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's a snake or something, yeah. And it, like, disappears.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I have heard, or I've seen people say that this is where Kevin actually dies. And that's why that scene on a loop is so um, prominent in the movie, because that's where he dies, and that's the last thing he saw. mm uh-huh. um, So, I mean, that's an interesting take on it. I'm, like, I, I guess, like, I'm... Yeah. I'm I'm more into, like, the the coma theory, I guess, even though that kind of has flaws in it, too. Mm-hmm. That might not be true, because there's both of them here, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that might be true, that that's, like, the last thing Kevin sees. And that's why the movie kind of gets, you know, uh, over the top once we get to this point. Yeah. Um, and I think right after here is where he's able to get the phone and... He calls nine one one, and um, yeah, the the entity is like playing a a joke on him. So, Mm -hmm. um, that might be, you know, something that that might be a a logical theory. I don't know for sure, but yeah, this
2: entity's scary because you know he like wants to play with him too and stuff.
0: Yeah, with like. Legos and whatnot. Um, yeah.
2: He's like, I want to play. And then you can see him doing stuff, and it's just... No. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> he he even starts, like, showing off and showing Kevin, like, the different things he could do. And mm-hmm. he, like, I guess, flips the house upside down or lets Kevin walk on the ceiling or something.
2: Yeah, there was, like, this loud static, too. And it gets louder and louder. Yeah. And that's when he says he could do anything. I'm not really sure what he did. I don't know if he was still talking about the phone, maybe.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I assumed he was talking about the phone when he said I could do anything. Yeah. He he says something like, let me show you. And then that's when he uh, flips the house. Yeah,
2: because he goes upstairs and he's like he's obviously scared at this point and he's like crying and I swear I heard him say, don't worry, I'll protect you.
0: Yeah. I didn't quite, I didn't catch that, but I, I mean, I, I believe you in saying it. So I don't know, maybe, um,
2: or something yeah. like that. Cause, Cause there's no subtitles for some of the things that he's saying.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it, like once we get to this point, the voices are very distorted and they do uh, yes. show, show subtitles. So There's also a shot of, like, it seems to be a toy house. And I didn't know if this was, like, a Krampus situation where, uh, like, how Krampus collects the snow globes and then the family in the house is stuck in purgatory like this. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if, like, I'm showing the house was actual house that uh, Haley and Kevin were in. Like, I'm not sure. I uh, I feel... because They never show the outside of the house. That's the only house no. they show. That's the only house they show, so I don't know if it's... Yeah,
2: there. I, I kind of like that theory, too. I That's like a twisted version. Or an even more twisted version.
0: Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a toy house or not. I mean, yeah, I guess even if it is a toy house, it still could be a possible theory.
2: Because even a um, toy house doesn't have do- any doors.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that was also, like, the, the way that they show that there's no windows and no doors in this house is such a unique way of doing it, because it's mm-hmm. It's like, because like, you have
2: to tell the audience that the doors and windows are all gone.
0: Yeah, and they show they show a blank wall, and then they show the window on the wall, and it's like this very loud noise, which it's I like guess... noise. Yeah, and it kind of hints, or I guess it kind of shows that, like, a house, or the, the window once was here, and mm-hmm. then it, the sound goes away and the window goes away. Yeah. They do the same thing with the toilet, too, which I thought was,
2: uh... <laughs> There's really no exit to the house, like... I know you, you can't get through the drain, but you definitely aren't getting out through there <laughs> either.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't even climb through the toilet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would be, like, ripping through the wall. <laughs> like, I don't know, get... A, get a, a, a knife can't cut through a wall or anything, but, I don't know, get something to break through the wall. Try, like, try something.
2: Yeah, I almost wanted a scene that they show in one of the cartoons where the characters opening a door and there's another door
0: oh yeah yeah they 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 play with that too where they yeah they they show like a cartoon opening a door and then there's more doors in there so yeah that would have been interesting too but um yeah um uh what else do we got um you remember me telling you about the, the sequel idea that I had in mind for Skinner Marink?
2: Um I don't I don't know.
0: So I have this idea for a sequel for so Marink. It's called Marink 2, starring Busta Rhymes. Oh. And, and it's just Busta Rhymes' character from Halloween Resurrection dealing with the same uh situation. It's like you'd never really see him. You just hear him talking about things the entire time.
2: Because you, you whispered him... to me you just hear him doing kung fu.
0: <laughs> you just you just hear him doing doing kung fu and then like he's talking about how he how he's he's gonna beat this this voice that's talking to him, and then you just hear him like hi ya and things like that <laughs> i I think it'd be perfect uh his name was Freddie in uh Halloween Resurrection, I believe yeah, yeah, just have him doing doing something like that, and he could talk about how the the demon is a killer shark, and there you go. <laughs> perfect yeah yeah we just uh i came up with a sequel
1: so <laughs> but um
0: yeah i mean i i don't really know if i um everything else oh um so there's a there's a, a hint in this movie that shows that this creature has done this before oh yeah because like I guess like the final ten minutes before they show the the face at the end it's like this um thing uh where they're showing like a montage of like different um places and like the room gets longer mm-hmm. and like the house slipped upside down, and then there's shots of like other people without faces and without heads and without eyes yeah. and and I took it as. Like, this was the creature's, like, previous work. And yeah. Because the face is done almost the same way that um, Haley's face is done. Mm-hmm. Her, her mouth is gone. So then it shows these these other people with the same things done to them. So, like, maybe this is just an evil entity that does this to multiple people, you know? Whether it be in the afterlife or in, like, your nightmares or whatever it may be um yeah i th- I think that was a very fascinating way of showing that this is uh you know something that is done uh multiple times by this yeah. entity, whatever it is um yeah, and at the end of the movie we we really do get no explanation as to what this is or why it's doing this and yeah and I tr-
2: both times when we get to the ending. And this face just like shows up. It's like your heart sinks, and you're like, "Oh, this is terrible,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like especially the first time you're waiting for at I'm scared, that reveal to happen mhm and and then it just doesn't, and it yeah leaves- it's
2: like you obviously know this a face there, but you can't see it through the darkness and through the grain, yeah. So, it's like you start to make up what the face looks like by yourself, yeah, and I this think actually that's... happened to me a few times during the movie, especially during the scene, like' cause the face is probably there for what maybe thirty seconds.
0: It felt a lot longer than that, so so youre're
2: yeah, you're just like forced to stare at it. And naturally, you want to see what it looks like, so you start making up. Your own idea of what this face is looking like.
0: Yeah, and maybe that's like... I don't
2: Yeah, I don't think it was smiling, but to me it started to look like it was smiling.
0: Yeah, maybe that's where I got the idea of the, like that, that dream guy being on that face, which I, yeah. I I don't think it was, but that's what it reminded me of. So I don't yeah. know.
2: And a few other times um... in the because there's like it's very dark and grainy, so you, like, start to fill in the blanks yourself.
1: Yeah. You're like, oh, did I
2: just see something over there? And it's like, no, you didn't see anything, it's just...
0: Well, don't they show the, um, mother or somebody sitting on the bed or something at the end? Or Kaylee, or somebody sitting on the bed. Then it kind of just fades away.
2: Yeah. It's almost like they warped Yeah, into the wall or something.
0: It's like it zooms out, yeah, and and it um it just fades away. So yeah, I don't know. Like there, there really is no definitive explanation, and you know maybe that's for the better because yeah, a lot of these times, like if you do give a proper explanation to these things, it just ruins the entire thing. Like Mm -hmm. look at uh, look at uh, Paranormal Activity, the Ghost Dimension. Yeah. <laughs> things like that. Even as you go through that series, like more gets explained and we get or, to um
2: it. I know I don't like or I know I liked Blair Witch, the newest one, but like Blair Witch Project is a good example of that too. Like less is more. Or even Black Christmas.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, it like goes back to like the original Halloween. Like Yeah. Um, you don't really need an explanation and it's better a lot of the times things are better when uh they're not explained and you can come up with your own uh explanation as to why things are happening
1: yeah yeah um
0: I don't know, I think um uh you have anything else about this movie I don't think so yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything it's um, yeah. It I, is I,
2: definitely one of the scariest movies I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Um, and I guess even if you don't think it's scary, like it's still, um, unsettling and immersive, <laughs> and it does make you kind of think and question what's going on. And yeah, it it's definitely not for everybody. Um, yeah. Obviously, because. Yeah, there's people who aren't going to jive with like shots of a wall for an hour and a half. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think this is done very well, and I think it even got better the second time. I bumped up my rating on Letterboxd from three and a half stars to four. Um,
2: yeah, I also gave it four.
0: Yeah, I just think this is uh, great and uh, a, a unique experience and. Yeah, uh, I, I I recommend uh, checking this out, and wh- whether it be on, I mean, I like I said, I, I recommend checking it out in a the theater and giving this mm-hmm. thing your money, but um, especially because it leaked, it's unfortunate that a lot of people um, saw it earlier. And that might have even played yeah. into, I mean, I guess in hindsight, it might have played into this movie hitting the buzz, because I guess on TikTok, it went viral in November yeah. and December. And kind of brought more attention to it. So, I mean, maybe the leak helped it in the long run and gave it this wide release because more people were talking about it. So, I know mean, um,
2: people probably wanted to see it again in theaters that have saw it.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, like I said, I recommend checking it out. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, w- whether you have pirated it either did it or not, um, I do recommend checking it out again and giving it a stream or giving it your money or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth it.
0: So we can um, hopefully give this man yeah, a love... movie.
2: I, f- I feel like it's definitely going to be in my top 10.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very... This might
2: be My The Curse of <laughs> 2023.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's very early, so who knows? But um yeah, this was uh it it's definitely a unique experience. It's definitely memorable. So
2: I remember last week we were talking about Freddy versus Jason and we we're talking about that scene with Freddy, where it was zooming in on his eyes when we watched it as a kid.
1: Yeah. And
2: I was like, Oh, that's scary. This movie yeah. gave me that those same feelings, but as an adult. Yeah, it's like um, I never thought I'd be that afraid of a movie again. Like maybe Smile came close, or Barbarian, or parts of Barbarian.
0: Yeah, because you have a uh, a fear of people smiling. Now you can't even (laughs) can't even look at them in the eye. It's not that bad. (laughs) As soon as someone smiles at you, there's like a trail of dust left behind because you're taken off in the other direction. Oh my god! (laughs) Can't handle it.
2: I said the movie smile.
0: Yeah, it freaked you out so bad you can't even, can't even look are. at look at people <laughs> smiling anymore. <laughs> but um Yeah, so I think that's gonna do it for discussion on Skinner Inc. This probably won't mm-hmm. be the last we talk about this movie or this director is yeah, this movie is uh definitely something i'm I'm curious to do like a syncable commentary to this movie eventually, um, yeah, we could kind of talk over it, and then if you're curious about watching <laughs> Skinamarink with people talking over it, uh, you could sync us to the movie and we'll go from there but
2: and just me being scared for an hour and fifty minutes
0: <laughs> that's true it 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 could turn into us being like, what the heck is that for for a hundred minutes but
2: <laughs> and I was like turn, keep the lights on
0: <laughs> no you gotta turn all the lights off and you gotta, <laughs> you gotta immerse yourself in this thing but um yeah and, and hopefully we do get that sequel with uh, Busta Rhymes because that would be
2: yeah.
0: that'd be something
2: also I'm glad that I painted the walls in the summertime last year because the walls in that movie were the same color as the old color of the walls
0: what color were they like a gray similar?
2: Color? It's like a dark gray or a similar color. I am glad I don't have that anymore.
0: <laughs> I didn't even uh, recognize the color of the walls through the grain. I didn't. Uh... Well, I
2: started to think, "Oh, this looks like my house or my childhood house or something."
0: Yeah, that, that's another thing. I applaud this director for doing. I guess he filmed this in his childhood home. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure how he got. Um, yeah, I don't know if his family still owns it or something. But, I mean, it it is interesting to, like... I mean, our childhood home is long gone, but... Yeah. Like, just
1: imagine...
0: <laughs> yeah, just just imagine, like, the creepy things you thought of as a kid of, like, what might be in the house. Yeah. It's like you get to go back and kind of make that stuff a reality. Mm-hmm. It's... uh it's, I mean, I know I said we're done, but they do this thing in the movie where Hmm. it's like a black doorway and that's where the voice is coming from. Yeah. That plays into, like, the childhood fear of the dark, where it's Mm -hmm. like you don't see anything in there. Like, the thought of something being in there is terrifying. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Greatness. uh, Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think that's going to do it for our conversation on Skinnamarink. Um, would you like to uh, jump into our recommendations? Mm-hmm. Do you think, Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. Possibly, like, what, what the heck was that? <laughs>
0: Right,
2: oh, it's drop time.
0: <laughs> right, uh, would you like to give us a recommendation?
2: Uh, we probably already recommended this, but I'll just um, let's throw it in just because it fits the theme. I will recommend the Mandela Catalog that's on YouTube.
0: Yeah, it it does play <laughs> into like the analog horror.
2: Film. Yeah, that's basically a the series on YouTube about doppelgangers and duplicates and stuff.
0: Yeah, but it's, um, it's done in like the analog horror style. um, Yeah. with like, I mean, it, 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 it's very creepy early on where it starts off with like that emergency broadcast of like Mm -hmm. doppelgangers out there and not,
2: one of the yes. scariest scenes was when, well, I mean, this is kind of a spoiler, it's kind of kind of not when you hear voices and it's like glitchy, you know, it's like fake.
0: Was it the, the guy screaming? Is that what you're talking about?
2: When he said he had a surprise for you.
0: Okay, I'm thinking he's else. like
2: telling you to open the door. Okay, yeah. This guy, I can't fully remember. Isn't Alex Kister or something like that? I think so. I really want to see him tackle a movie or a TV series or something, too. I think he could do something really good, too.
0: Yeah, that kid is only, like, 19 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Already
1: scaring people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, the Mandela Catalog, I recommend that one, too. It's great. Um
1: and it's free on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Um That was actually what I was going to recommend, but I'm going to think of something else. Um I'm going to rec- <laughs> I'm going to recommend <laughs> Oh, here here's a here's an idea. I recommended this in the very first episode we did. Um it it kind of does play into the same vibes as this movie does, but I'm going to recommend the book House of Leaves. Um, by Mark Z. uh, Danieluski. It's um, it's a difficult read, I will say that, because there's footnotes Uh and you have to jump around all over the book. But um, it was like either pre-pandemic or like when the pandemic first started was when I decided to actually like sit down and read the entire thing. I forced myself through it. Um, face value, it's about this guy. Well, this family that lives in a house but the house keeps growing on the inside but it stays the same uh-huh. on the outside and like it starts off so subtly
2: like Harry with... Potter yeah. with the tents.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, it starts off so subtly with like the father realizing like the outside of the house is missing like a foot compared to the inside and then it just grows into like this entity with like um, you know, like it goes into a basin with a tunnel and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the house grows and whatnot, and is like this very um chaotic mm. mess, very chaotic and demonic thing going on. So yeah, it kind it kind of plays into this a little bit. Um, I have seen some people compare it to House of Leaves as well. So. Oh, I also have
2: seen people comparing it to Lake Mungo.
0: Um, yeah, I've seen that too a little bit. Um, I can okay, see nice, that.
2: Nice seeing people watching that movie too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I forget that one's when also
2: I, eerie.
0: I forget when I found out about Lake Mungo, but yeah, it's. Um, I think it was like twenty eighteen when I discovered Lake Mungo.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, it's. Um...
2: Might as well throw that in the recommendations too.
0: Yeah,
2: I haven't done an episode on that yet, but one day.
0: Yeah, one day.
1: But, um... Yeah, I think that's all I got for
0: this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you you have anything else? I think I'm good. Alright, so, um...
2: I'm scared, but I'm good.
0: (laughs) There you go. Alright, so, uh, next week on the podcast, uh, what movie will will we be covering then?
2: Aren't we doing The Village? Yes. To celebrate M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, it's like... Mr. Night Shyamalan.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're like a week early to his new film. Uh, what is it, like, Knock a Cabin or whatever the heck it is? Yeah. um, It'd be like a week early, but you've never seen The Village, so I'm curious to see what you'll think about how wild, might as well. how wild that movie gets. But
2: Yeah, might as well watch one of his movies. To prepare because I'm not watching the visit Should've or After um, Earth. or the happening.
1: You should have did After Earth. <laughs>
2: I've never seen that one either.
0: Or the Last Airbender.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, but um, yeah. Um, next week we're doing the village. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can. We're on Instagram. We are at Santa After Dark. On Twitter, we are at SantamiraADpod. Through there, you can find our personal social media accounts. And please rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast. It helps get the podcast out there to uh, more people.
2: Mm -hmm. So,
0: until next time, I'm Jeremy.
2: I'm Stephen. And the curfew is now in session.
0: In this house. (laughs)